Greetings, Roots of the Spirit community. Thank you so much for joining me. As always, I'd be incredibly grateful if you could head over to Apple Podcasts and subscribe, rate, and review. Also, please tell your family and friends about the podcast. Follow us on social media on all platforms at Roots of the Spirit and visit our website at rootsofthespirit.com and join our mailing list so that you can be kept in the loop on all things Roots of the Spirit. Today's episode is incredibly special. As a matter of fact, when I recall having the conversation with our amazing guest, Shamir Courage, who I'll introduce you to in just a moment, I literally get calmer just thinking about it. That's the type of energy that she brings into a room, into a space. She literally is such a bright light. Her energy is infectious. And we had such an amazing conversation about her incredible journey and the work that she's doing now. As you may know, we recently launched season two of the Roots of the Spirit podcast with the theme and wellness for all. The theme of season two coincides with the inaugural launch of the Roots of the Spirit Healing and Joy Retreat for Black, Indigenous, and Women of Color in the Majestic Catskill Mountains, June 23rd through 26th. The purpose of the retreat is to acknowledge our birthright to wellness and healing. So we've created a safe space for us to deepen our connection to the earth and our ancestors, to embrace radical self-love and compassion, to reconnect with our inner wisdom, power, rest, recharge, and experience joy and sacred connections with other powerful Black, Indigenous, and women of color. We're so excited about the theme of season two and wellness for all, and also the fact that it coincides with the inaugural healing and joy retreat. Today's episode is a real treat. It's an honor to introduce you to Shamir Courage, a native of Brooklyn, New York, who is a certified meditation guide and yoga instructor. She's also a children's media and holistic wellness entrepreneur. She passionately promotes happy and healthy living and is an avid children's advocate. Shamir has been practicing meditation for over a decade, illuminating its power to nurture, heal, and empower the mind, body, and emotions. I'm incredibly grateful to Shamir for providing meditation sessions during the Roots of the Spirit Healing and Joy Retreat, but she will also be giving us an in-spirit experience at a fundraiser we have coming up. Roots of the Spirit has partnered with The Studio at Athleta Flatiron in New York City to present a radical self-care fundraising event on Sunday, May 22nd at 12 o'clock p.m. to raise scholarship funds for the Roots of the Spirit Healing and Joy Retreat that takes place June 23rd through 26th in the Catskill Mountains. We launched a scholarship fundraiser to support our ability to offer scholarships to those who would otherwise be unable to attend. Access is extremely important in this instance and in all of our work. So your participation in this meditation session helps support the scholarship program for BIPOC women to embark on this healing journey. We're extremely proud to partner with the studio at Athleta Flatiron, whose mission to ignite the limitless potential of all women and girls is so powerfully aligned with the roots of the spirit healing and joy retreat. And the wonderful thing is, the studio at Athleta Flatiron is so generous, attendees will be offered a discount to shop in the store during the event. If you're unable to attend the event, not in the New York City area, or for whatever reason, we'd be so incredibly grateful if you could contribute to our ongoing GoFundMe campaign to be able to offer scholarships to women to participate in the retreat. Please check out the show notes for more information about the fundraising event, but also for the Healing and Joy Retreat itself. We still have a couple slots open. And also, if you'd like to donate to the scholarship fund, we'll also have a link to our GoFundMe campaign. Thank you so much. And with that, let's dive into the episode. Welcome to the Roots of the Spirit podcast. I'm your host, Spirit Tafik. My mother, Minnie Jean, became a symbol of the civil rights movement at age 15 when she and eight other black students tried to desegregate Central High School as a violent mob of segregationists raged outside. As the civil rights movement grew, she met my father, a white man, and the two married during a time when interracial marriage was illegal. 
Being the daughter of civil rights activists who fled to Canada and raised me and my five siblings on a farm in the wilderness, well, it's complicated. Join me in inspiring guests for honest conversations about identity, race, and racism. Welcome to Roots of the Spirit. Shamir, it is an honor to have you on the Roots of the Spirit podcast. Thank you so much for joining me today. Oh, absolutely. It's an honor to be here. Thanks for having me. We are launching our inaugural healing retreat, healing and joy retreat, rather, for Black, Indigenous, and women of color. And you are so gracious to be a certified meditation practitioner on the retreat. And so we're really excited about that. And you also have a background in corporate America, and you have this amazing journey with where you studied yoga. So incredibly intrigued. There's even more greatness in that you're helping to host a fundraiser for the Healing and Joy Retreat. But all of that being said, it is an absolute joy to have you here. And thank you. Thank you. Yes, absolutely. Thank you for doing what you do. Thank you. Well, to kick it off, I'm really intrigued by your journey and what led you to the work that you're doing now. So it's totally up to you where you want to begin. As you know from previous conversations, I'm extremely excited to hear about your journey um, studying yoga and meditation. Oh, gosh. Well, first, let me say I love the theme of this season and wellness for all. <laughs> love that. It's, um, you know, so relevant and just um, exploring identity and race and wellness. They're so intertwined because, um, you know, having a good sense of who you are, it's it makes it a little bit more difficult for people to, I guess, for lack of a better word, oppress you in different ways. And when you know who that is, who it is that you are, and you accept that, and you love that, and you respect that, it becomes a little bit more difficult, right, for someone to um, place different constraints on you based off of anything. So love that, um, first and foremost. Um so how did I get here? Oh my gosh. So I actually um, have been kind of, I guess, into yoga. I'll use that word, but uh, for, gosh, probably 15 plus 16, 17 years now. And um, I got into meditation almost by, on accident. I was at a yoga retreat. I am one of those people who I love getting away and diving deep into the practice, any practice that, you know, I find interest in, but especially wellness ones. And yoga was that one for me physically. And um, I was in a retreat and it was actually not too far after I lost my mother, about, about 10 plus years ago now, and um, was already signed up for the retreat. So went ahead and uh, went to it and it was actually in New York City. So it was local. And at the end of the session, uh, the instructor would have us just calm down and breathe for a bit at the end of the session. And there was just something that connected so, uh, I mean, just so well to me in that moment every time we did it. So after one of the sessions, I asked, you know, what is it that we're doing there at the end? You know, that <laughs> she's like, what, what, are you talk what do you mean? What are you <laughs> referring to? So, you know, when you have a spree, she's like, oh, it's a little meditation. It's just to calm you down before you go. It's no big deal. And, um, you know, I told her I wanted to learn more about it. She's like, oh, well, I'm sure there's plenty of things out there. It just wasn't her thing. It, you know, she just used it as a, a, a cool down. And so that really kicked off my journey because I'm definitely the type that once I come across something and I want to explore, like I said, I dive in deep. And if I don't like it, then hey, I don't like it. But um, found a meditation retreat upstate New York and literally met some of the, it was like divine intervention because I met some of the most amazing and genuine people at that retreat. And um, it was a beginning meditation retreat, uh, non-Buddhist. And, um, and I just fell in love. I kept going back to the same retreat. I found other um, retreats and just practiced on my own. And then uh, what I noticed is that Though meditation belongs to no religion or no group of people, um, you know, it's in the Bible, it's in the Quran, it's in, it's, I mean, it's everywhere, just being still. A lot of the written practice and um, the culture that really delves into it, a lot of that is 
you know, exist in India. And so I thought, you know, I'm going to go there. I'm going to study and ran into a full-fledged, the same way you would take a yoga teacher training, meditation teacher training. So I thought, well, I guess that's the session for me. There weren't many of them out there. I went and that was all she wrote. It was just when I left, I was, I still remember at the end of the retreat because we were there for a little bit over a month. Um, it was almost as if I was walking on a cloud, like everything around me was just so serene and quiet. Well, let me take that back. Everything within me was so serene and quiet. So everything outside of me almost seemed a little louder than normal, but it didn't bother me. You know, it, it didn't bother me. So that's when I knew also, you know, I'm going to take, I'm going to share this with other people, not just keep it for myself, even though I feel like it was God gifted. Like he said, here, take this. This is what you're going to use on your, <laughs> your life journey. This is what you're going to use when you are stressed at work, when you're traveling, when you're having a good day, when you're having the not so great day, you know, it, it's so universal. And so that's kind of how I got here where I started actually guiding and teaching sessions. And I've gone into companies, I've done um, small sessions at cafes and you know where, wherever I can do it. And now as I move into this journey of launching my children's, I have a children's media and publishing company, Kidsborough Media. I plan to incorporate the same into the uh, children's content because I really do think at that stage of their life, they're so receptive. And that concept of identity, as you brought up before, it's really being created during those formative years. So I think it's a good time to catch them and teach them that. That is so beautiful. Thank you so much for sharing. I know when you spoke about it before, I was so intrigued. I just love how you are drawn to it. And then it kind of became a part of such a, uh, a deep part of your life. I'm curious when you came home um, from your journey, that particular journey, and you said it kind of seemed louder, were you able to maintain that level of peace and quiet and stillness within yourself? I'm just always fascinated because I can tell you a story about myself and my awareness of the fact that I needed to do some healing work is the fact that I could not remain still. Mm -hmm. And it was almost like that was an indicator of something that I needed to tap into. Right, right. Um, I'll be honest, I couldn't maintain it as consistently as time went on. Um, and meaning, I guess the degree of uh, what I felt then, I couldn't keep that going because I did have to, you know, move into life and move into, and then, you know, we're in New York City of all, of all places, it's like the opposite of, and, um, and also just working and I mentioned, I worked in corporate and very, very demanding. I, of course, shows the most demanding of working in tech and things like that. But what I was able to do is disconnect when I needed to. And in a, in a good way, not, um, you know, the world doesn't exist and I'm just going to go live in la la land. It was more of a, even in this time, I can find peace so I can move through this better than I would normally move through. Like if I step back and breathe, like there would be meetings. Here's a good example. There would be meetings. Um, I was in relationship management in tech. And sometimes you have very difficult clients and, um, you know, they can just rile you up to where your responses aren't even your own anymore. You're like, I would never respond like that. Then after the meeting, you're like, oh, I shouldn't have said that or, or I should have said this and things like that. And I just remember times where I would take the time, like for the time to meditate and sit there and the meeting would go as almost as if it took on a, you know, a life of its own it was of peace. It was just like, Everything I said, you know, because now there's energy in the room. So we are going back and forth and someone's creating that energy. Well, we're both creating energy. And so now the, the words that I say are just clearer and um, and it just creates a different 
environment. So I noticed that when I was able to step away and, you know, connect inward, it, it just came, everything came, everything that came outward was just so much better. So can I say that I do that all the time? No, you know, <laughs> but <laughs> do I try? <laughs> Absolutely. And um, I noticed the difference and it doesn't have to be a big hoopla. You know, I don't have to turn the lights off, do all of this and do this whole ceremony before <laughs> every single, it could be, you know, two minutes of genuine um, and intentional stillness and, you know, prayer and meditation. Yeah. I mean, the reason why I asked is because I'm just fascinated um, because I have not gotten there yet in terms of, but I'm working toward that. It's like one of the the goals of the Healing and Joy Retreat is so that when, when after we come together and we journey together, that we leave with a toolkit, that we are able to recognize what's happening. Am I experiencing a microaggression? Like just the way that you spoke about the energy in the room, when something feels off, being able to ident- identify it, and then also knowing what you can do to take care of yourself right, in that moment. Right. And also to like shift the energy in the room. And it's not our responsibility per se, but like if you have that power, I mean, it also comes back to benefit right. you. Yeah. Um, I alluded to um, my own experience, which I'm kind of, you know, trying to bring my own experience to the conversation so that, um, you know, there's an understanding of why I am curating the Healing and Joy Retreat. But my husband is an actor and I later in life, when I moved to New York, I was like, you know what? I've always had this dream of acting (laughs) and I suppressed it for many years, but I did start taking acting classes when I came to New York and I was horrible at it. And it's because I could not become grounded and I could not be still. And, you know, there was a saying in the acting community that your acting problem is your life problem. (laughs) (laughs) And in my instance, I agree. (laughs) Um, so there was one time where my husband encouraged me to do an exercise because he he was in acting classes as well. And it was literally lay on the floor, just mm-hmm. be still, just be still. And I there was so much resistance, I couldn't be still. And then at a certain point, once I became still, I just started bawling my eyes out. Like it literally, like being still was not clearly my comfort zone. And so... I mentioned that because I feel like I can't be alone in that. I, I don't think I'm alone in that. And I think that there is fear around being still. And I'm so in awe of your work. So I guess um, I share that story because I have great admiration for you and your practice and you know your courage for seeking out something that's so good for you and something that is just you know radical self-care, which is something... Um, I personally, and I want to help kind of spread the word about like bringing these practices to our daily lives so that we can thrive rather than just survive and really find peace and stillness for ourselves. Yeah, right. And I, 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 you're absolutely not alone and, you know, not wanting to be still, you know, because for example, you have me right there with you. I have the <laughs> same, you know, moments where you just want to you know, you want to get things done or you have a goal and you kind of, uh, instead of stepping back and thinking about it, or as you said, the grounding piece, like where they had you to be grounded, that would be the opposite of action to you when it comes to solving the problem of not being the type of actor you want. You would never say, oh, okay, I should do nothing. You know what I mean? That's what I'll do. It really, you are doing something. Um, when you're being still. And I think sometimes that's what we have to think of it as. We have to literally think of it as a tool versus being still equals not doing something. It's like you are doing something. You're being still, you know? So that's what I had to start doing is like, oh, I know what to do. I need to do this, you know? And um, one of the things that really had me delve into meditation is um, I remember I was at a point where um, I would be driving and just so out of focus. So like the light would be barely, it, I, I'm, I'm in my head thinking it's going to be turning red soon. 
and or green soon. So I just start moving. You know, I was just so just and that that's not safe for me. That's not safe for anyone on the road. But I was so overwhelmed that I just thought I can't get a hold of my mind. I can't, you know, and um, and and I found meditation. So I started to really do that so that I can I can take hold as much as I can. Um, it's like building a muscle, right? So sometimes you're going to get to something where you couldn't lift last week that now you can lift this week, but then you might go to the next room and you try to lift something else and it's like, ah, no, I can't lift that. Not yet. But you know, when you build that muscle, maybe when you go back to that room and try to lift that chair, then you can lift it, you know? So it's like, you're always, always growing. And, um, that's the important thing to, to remember. It's like, it really is like building the muscle and don't strain yourself. I love that. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. In honor of Mental Health Awareness Month, Roots of the Spirit is excited to partner with The Studio at Athleta Flatiron in New York City to present a radical self-care fundraising event on Sunday, May 22nd at 12 o'clock p.m. to raise scholarship funds for the Roots of the Spirit Healing and Joy Retreat taking place in the majestic Catskill Mountains June 23rd through 26th. Noted meditation practitioner Shamer Courage of LoveWorks 365 will lead a session of peaceful meditation, giving an inspired experience for the retreat. We launched a scholarship fundraiser to support our ability to offer scholarships to those who would otherwise be unable to attend. Access is extremely important in all of our work. We are proud to partner with the studio at Athleta Flatiron whose mission to ignite the limitless potential of all women and girls is powerfully aligned with the Roots of the Spirit Healing and Joy Retreat. Attendees will get a discount offer to shop in the store during the event. If you're unable to attend the fundraiser but still like to contribute, please visit the show notes and click on our GoFundMe campaign link. Your contributions are greatly appreciated. One of the things I would like to go back to you saying in terms of you know, especially in this culture, like patriarchy, capitalism, racism, all of the mm -hmm. isms. And it's, you know, we're conditioned to be constantly in motion and we're conditioned to produce. And the narrative of produ productivity is not, it's never associated with being mm -hmm. still. And you had just mentioned that that is productive, that can possibly be more productive than scurrying around and your mind racing. And can you elaborate yeah, on that? Definitely. Um, so I think the super reality of it all is that we're all connected, whether we like it or not, we're all connected. And so uh, even when I go to the example of having a difficult client and having situations where I get after, after meditation, get into the room and changing, it's because we're all connected. It's no superpower that I have, but it's the energy I brought to the room. And so um, when we're out there and we're moving and we're bustling, um, everything you do matters. So es especially today where, like you said, there's so many isms and just everything's so magnified that it's almost, it's, it's just a wow factor at this point, right, <laughs> that we're living in. And so, and a lot of times all we can do is what, well, not all we can do, but what we can do is what we can do individually. And um, when you're sitting still, what I noticed too, it allows you to see people. It allows you to see like people, even for who they are, even if they're saying something outrageous and crazy, you can actually look at them and see something past what they're saying. You could see somehow you'll just be, oh wow, this person is really hate hurting. So this hate is so disconnected from me. It's just that I'm the person that's in front of them right now. And this is what they're, <laughs> this is what they're, how they're expressing their hurt. Um, so you respond differently. And it may even throw you off how you respond, you know? So um, I think in this time, just if I were to say something practical to give people practical um, things to do, 
with everything that's going on is as much as you can, even if it's for three minutes per day, turn everything off and just sit still and ask yourself, what can I do? And see what comes. Because it could be that you're just supposed to sit there and, you know, think good into the world. You know, it could be that you're supposed to look at all the bad situations and envision them as better. Because then when you go into the world the next day, for all you know, you may start to do that. You know, whatever you envision, you may be taking a step towards that. It could be something that's, oh, I, I envision the person, the people on the corner of the block to um, be talking nicely to each other when I leave out of the house instead of, you know, something else. And then the next day you go out there and for whatever reason, you say something pleasant. Whereas two days ago, you would have just passed by it and ignored it. And that could change a whole mindset in that group that you just passed by for all you know, because someone needed that hello. You know, it's just an example that's kind of, (laughs) but just take those three minutes, turn everything off and just say, what can I do to make things better? Or what can I do? You don't even have to say, because God knows or whoever your higher power is, they know exactly what you're saying when you say, what can I do? The The main thing is don't try to answer it yourself. You know, it can't be, what can I do? Yes, that's what I'll do. Just what can I do? Three minutes and see. So if I were to give someone some practical, I would say try it and um, let that journey, you know, take you where it's going to take you. That's powerful. I mean, especially like you said, in this hyper, yes. <laughs> especially in New York City and everything, just everything we're going through, like, as you said, the wow factor, just to three minutes and what a difference it can make. You know, it really stood out to me when you spoke about our interconnectedness. And I think that's at the heart of the conversation on this podcast, but also um, with the Healing and Joy Retreat is that we are mm-hmm. interconnected. Um, intergenerationally, um, we have a legacy um, that spans beyond enslavement and colonization. Um, so that's within us. And, you know, it's, it was disrupted and outlawed and stolen and repackaged and marketed back to us, especially some of the wellness and healing modalities um, from different cultures. And so I just love what you're saying about us individually doing the work can impact us as a collective. Right. Why do you think that meditation is not common practice? If we know the benefits of it and how, especially if we start with young people, what it could do for our world in terms, in terms of social change, in terms of harmony, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Um, I think a lot of it has to do with that. That still factor, um, people think that that is one, the only way you can meditate is to sit in a pretzel style with your back up, your eyes closed, and, you know, be quiet. Um, and a lot of that happens with a lot of things that are good for you, right? Vegetables, you know, things, like, things like that. Like, people just create this, you know, thing around it, and it doesn't really have to be that. So, you know, sometimes I've even noticed where I might be playing, listening to a song and um, because I'm completely there. And when I say stillness, I when I say stillness, I mean, still your mind, you know, allow it to just be very present in there. So sometimes I'll be listening to a song and answers will come to me. And it's when I'm fully listening to it, like I'll stop thinking about anything else. And all of a sudden I'll hear the words because we all know that we'll hear a song eight times. And like, how do I know the words yet? It's because you're kind of not really listening, right? It's the words are playing, the beat is bumping and you're thinking about something else that is attached, that brings memories about that song. And sometimes it's nostalgia, sometimes it's a new song. So it's not, it's you're putting yourself in a situation that the song reminds you of. So you're actually not there if you if you think about it. But when you say, I am listening to this song and you sit still mm-hmm. and you just listen to the song, your mind is like, oh, okay, that's what we're doing. Okay, we're doing this one thing. And you'll start to hear 
answers come to you. I've I've had it happen so many times and I'm like, oh, oh yeah, that's what I'm supposed to do. So the answer was right there. And, you know, so I think that's what it is. It's we have the idea if it can it can only happen one way. Um, you have to be able to sit there for 30 minutes, an hour. You have to, we just create, we make it more difficult than what it is. And it's part of it. It's because it's opposite of our everyday life. Our everyday life tells us to go, 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 go. Whereas that's telling, it's telling, it's the opposite. You know what I mean? It's saying move forward, but be here, be here. Every time you move forward, be here, be present. We'll be right back. Season two of the Roots of the Spirit podcast is brought to you by the Roots of the Spirit Healing and Joy Retreat for Black, Indigenous, and Women of Color, June 23rd through 26th in the majestic Catskill Mountains. With our birthright to wellness and healing in mind, We've created a safe space for us to deepen our connection to the earth and our ancestors, embrace radical self-love and compassion, reconnect with our inner wisdom and power, rest, recharge, and experience joy and sacred connections with other powerful Black, Indigenous, and women of color. For more information, check out rootsofthespirit.com. Switching gears a little bit, uh, I would like to hear your perspective. You know, as I mentioned, the foundation of the conversation around wellness and racism and anti-racism. Mm-hmm. In terms of your experience in, and I don't know, I'll allow you to self-describe if you call it what the wellness space or holistic wellness or however you describe it. Um, there's racism. Yeah permeating these yeah. spaces and it's not welcoming yeah. um, in the imagery and the representation in the way that black indigenous people of color are treated in these spaces. Very um, it's not very subtle. Right. And so I'm curious about your experience. I know I've had mine and I've had many friends who have had very similar experiences and just not feeling welcome. So I'm, I, I would love to hear your experience. And if you want to start with corporate America and roll into uh, the wellness space and however you want to kind of describe your journey. No, definitely. Um, It's true in both, on both fronts, you know, and where um, people create, you know, levels of isolation that are just not, they're not necessary, you know, but it's, it's just there. And so they go with it. And I know in corporate America, um, the funny thing about it is that what I found is that a lot of times I wasn't necessarily uncomfortable, um, being, let's just say if I was the only woman in a room or only black woman, I wasn't uncomfortable being that until, Mm -hmm other people in the room let me know that they were uncomfortable with me being that. You know what I mean? It would be more times where it's like, I'll start a conversation about the weekend. And it's like, uh, uh, you know, it's like the person is answering me, but they're so uncomfortable. And you're thinking, you didn't have a weekend? That's that's easy, you know? So, so um, you know, and part of it was I felt okay with being there. And I think that um, a lot of people and a lot of, um, you know, Black, Indigenous, that BIPOC people have to move towards that space where saying you are supposed to be here. Like everyone on earth, that, that's the thing. That's why I always use the, we're all connected. You are supposed to be here. Whatever you look like, whatever you identify with, that's just the bottom line. None of us have any control over that. And I think as humans, we need to get to that space too, to where we, we realize that we are not as in control as we we think we are um, because we are spiritual beings. And so, uh, but with that being said, in corporate, I felt that in, in that way. And, um, and it gets very daunting 
that's where I feel like it kind of where it took more root, um, no pun intended, was that it was just very daunting. And every day it's like, do I have to go in and make everyone feel comfortable? I still have to do my job. And then I have to also, <laughs> you know, create peace and harmony for everyone in the room. Um, so that that can get, you know, and then when you go into the wellness space, it's it kind of takes on that same thing where they're not used to seeing you. And so again, now you're here to just decompress and disconnect or reconnect with yourself. And here's this little factor again that's like, okay, you know, what now? What, what just ask me the questions you have to ask me so that we all can be comfortable in this space. Let's get it out of the circle and just ask so we could just um when those should be the spaces where everyone should feel like but everyone's on their different journey at different times. That's the thing about the wellness space, right? We can, five of us of us can walk in a room and one can just have started this journey. One can be in the middle. One can be kind of stepping back a bit. It, it, so that's, you know, that's how it is. So um, I think when we get, again, into the wellness spaces, as, again, as BIPOC, people of color, what, again, you have to own it what are you there for? You know, what, what are you there for? Is it to, are you at this yoga retreat to feel accepted by the group of people are here that are here? Then you have to take a step back, right? Because you're just leading yourself down a path of, of uh, kind of turmoil as people start to just be there, be present, know why you're there. And allow the other people to figure it out, you know, and just continue to be be you and be unapologetically that. So everything you are, bring with you, bring that blackness, bring the womanness, bring the motherness, bring the everything that you are there to ret the retreat, lay it on the table and don't worry about those around you because unfortunately it does exist. And if you take it on, it almost negates your your wellness journey, right? Because you can't change people, but you can put out the energy to help them change. You know, you can, you can put it there. So, wow, that's extraordinary. <laughs> I'm curious, in light of what you just described, and also something that really stood out to me from what you said earlier is about knowing yourself. And, you know, I feel like this nation does a very good job at creating distance between who we are and like our identity is almost like, is it my identity? Because I think I've actually been like packaged and branded and with this concept of race, it's like so thick in the air. It's almost like, I know personally, I've been like, it's it's a journey to be able to come home to yourself and to say, no, this is who I am. It's not because you told me who I am. It's because this is who I am. And you described it so beautifully about that being armor is knowing yourself. And that's at the heart of roots of the spirit is like knowing yourself, being connected to our ancestors, yes. to our roots is empowerment. What would you say are some of the, ways in which we can get closer to ourselves and gain that confidence and strength so that when we do move in these spaces where it's uncomfortable that we can exude that and say no i belong here and i'm not here for you and it's not my job to make you comfortable i'm here for right, me right yeah and presenting your best self because um it only helps everybody involved when you present the best the best you right so i would say it is getting back to your roots, right? So if I were to take um, people in America, let's just say, if I took a Black person in America and who is, um, you know, native to what we call the United States of America, you know, we know people are natives to this land, start there and trace your roots back as far as you can. Know it, understand it, you know what I mean? And then go back from there, but start, I always say, you know, I remember when I, um, as a personal story, I just kept getting this feeling of, uh, to, re 
uh, explore my maternal roots. And my family, we've been in New York City for like mm-hmm. ever. Okay, so we're very northeastern um, family based on both sides. And um, so when I was getting that feeling, I'm like, well, you know, where I kind of hear about these southern roots and things like that. And I remember as I started to dig and dig and dig, I was just more empowered. And it brought me back to South Carolina, where there'll be a lot of people and and just the uniqueness of like that low country area and the people that live there and then connected with the family that were there. And I was like, oh, my gosh, it was just so healing in ways that I didn't even really realize until I started knowing and knowing and knowing more. And um, I knew a lot of African history just from, um, you know, in New York, you kind of do, especially being in Brooklyn and things like that, that that is kind of a bit more in your face, you know, and uh, so that you get, you're thankful Mm -hmm. for that. And so I started to learn that more. And then now I'm seeing all of these literal, like literally direct connections to these groups of people. And I'm like, oh, wow that's really cool. You know, so you just get empowered and you hear these stories and um, you dig deeper and then you almost start to, not only do you get empowered, but you start to put yourself in the mindset of your ancestors, right? So you're like, if she could do that, then I really don't have an excuse to do that. If she can sit in that room with those people and you know, or if he can get up and go to school every day and that's what he had to do for one day of school. <laughs> what, what, I mean, that's your story, right? Your mom, one day of school, this is what I have to go through. Then I really can, you know, you just start to really be empowered and then it, it takes root in the rest of your life. So then when someone comes and tell you, you're not good enough or you're not worthy or you're inferior, it's like, really? that doesn't even make sense. You know, you're like, that doesn't even make sense. Your words are like, blah, 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 blah now, right? It's so laughable. And so then you'll start, I feel like you'll start to move in that way and other people will automatically sense it. It works. It works. Just start baby steps, step by step. I absolutely love that. I'm loving everything about this conversation, but don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Production and marketing assistance for this podcast is provided by Power of Pod. It's one thing to start a podcast, but what about a podcast with a proven strategy for success? If you're looking for expert advice and guidance, a step-by-step action guide, and someone to keep your podcast on track, Power of Pod can help. Power of Pod helps ambitious podcasters create the podcasts they've dreamed of. More information about custom podcast launch packages at powerofpod.com. I'm so excited because you are the beautiful soul who is going to be leading a meditation for healing and joy at Athleta Flatiron on Sunday, May 22nd, 2022. Uh, we're hosting a fundraiser for the Healing and Joy Retreat. And so the participants will be treated to your magnificence. I'm so grateful and honored that you have um, decided to share your gifts with us. And I will be in the room. <laughs> journeying along and so excited. Um, Can you give a taste of what participants could expect in that space? And also, should they come on the Healing and Joy Retreat in the Catskills? Yes, they should do both. The (laughs) event, the the fundraising event at Athleta, um, it'll be, you know, shortened and it'll be two hours. But I've done these sessions so many times and the people blink and they're like, that was two hours? What? But I don't, so we will be doing some breathing exercises. Um, we'll, we'll do some guided meditation and where we'll have a focus, a topic of focus that we're meditating on. And it's just to get clarity around that topic. Um, it's similar to what I said earlier when you sit still for three minutes and just ask a question and just stop thinking. It's in that same line where 
we're going to pick a topic of focus and meditate on it and allow people to come to and just see what came from that that time of stillness so that when they leave there, they can put those thoughts into action, right? Because when you're done meditating, if the thoughts are there and they're clear, that means something has to be done about what you're thinking, right? But if they, they're gone, then, then let them be. But not, and so then we'll also move into some breathing exercises. There's a practice called pranayama. And it's just, it's a beautiful exercise where, um, you know, it's a technique and a specific way on how to breathe um, through your nostrils. And um, I'll be there to guide you and make sure you're doing it correctly because we do want everyone to do it correctly. And so we don't have anybody passing out. But it's also, again, another tool that you can do when you leave the class that day. So it'll be two hours and we'll get everything in. And um, again, literally every time I do the session, it's like, huh? And I've done it for in corporate and, you know, they're ready to leave a lot of times once they get in there. Right. So it's like, so once you got them, they're like, yeah. And um, so when we move into the retreat next month, it'll be an expanded version of that. So you'll have more time to really delve in. We'll delve into more topics, topics that are directly connected. Um, a lot of what, to what you were talking about, Spirit, with roots, um, you know, taking into that, that the root of who you are and identity. And um, you'll also be able to fellowship. We'll have more time to talk about what's going on because that's, that's a big part of meditation too, is just having um, connection with others, especially of like minds. So, yeah. That's so extraordinary. We are so excited. I personally am very excited and extremely grateful to you. Before I ask you my signature question, is there anything that you would like to add that I may have not asked or that you would just kind of like to leave out there for our listeners to think about as it relates to wellness, meditation, uh, your journey, or anything that um, just comes to mind? I would just say, to truly make wellness your own journey so that you're not deterred or you don't think of it as a task. You know how people get afraid of exercise and things like that. Make it your journey. And when you can find individuals along that journey, um, connect with them and make make them part of that journey. It, allow them to be a part of that journey if you feel that. So that's why I think this is why I'm a big proponent of retreats, because like I told that story earlier about um, going to the meditation retreat for the first time. And part of what connected me to the, the journey or starting out was the fact that I did meet some of the best and most genuine people. And um, people who at literally, they're like, you get up in the morning and go to the food hall and they're like, hey, how's it going? And you think they're just asking and passing and they're still looking at you waiting for you. So you're like, oh, okay. It's a real question. The first time it really just touched me like, oh my gosh, well, I'm doing good. You know, I walked over, you know, and you start to, but that, that experience connected me. And I'm, and I thought, well, if these are the type of people that live in this space, then let me go a little further. And then as I got further, I saw that, you know, they were all different type of people that lived in the space. But at that point, <laughs> I owned it. You know, I ran into those people where you said the racial disparities are there, those people who you're like, oh, that's who you are, you know, but I owned it at that point. So I knew to keep moving and making it my journey. Shamara, thank you so much for your time, for your wisdom, for your energy, for your love, just for sharing so generously. It's been an honor. I'm really grateful. So for the last question, uh, Shamir, what are the roots of your spirit? Oh, that's a good question. The roots of my spirit. I would say first is love. Um, and that's because, um, quite frankly, I think it literally, I, my brand is called Love Works 365. And that's because I truly do think it works in all situations at all times. It is the key, the answer to everything. Um, and 
it takes form. It's more powerful than we think because we think of it as just the word, but it's how we connect with people. It's how we do things. You can act in love. You can speak in love. You can, you know, so I would say that's at the root. I always try to see if that's my intention behind what I'm doing. Um, It's rooted in love and truth. You know, truth is a big thing because as they say, the truth will set you free. It's it's real, right? It's part of why identity is so important because it's the truth of who you are, right? It's what we're going through as a country right now. We we don't want to face the truth of a lot. So we want to keep, instead, we want to keep going into turmoil and craziness. And um, and if everyone accepted the truth of who they are, it I don't care if you're a person in the U.S. of Scottish origin, you need to understand the truth of who you are so that you can you know, operate in love. And, um, and I would just say courage because it takes all of it to do all of this. Right. And, um, I I think that if we get a lot more of that here, we, we, we'll, you know, we'll go a long way if we're, cause I know sometimes the truth is scary. Right. And, um, if you just, you know, get a little courage and face it head on, you'll you'll be fine but um i'd say truth love truth and courage so beautiful thank you so much thank you as always we'd appreciate if you subscribe rate and review the podcast recommend this podcast to family and friends follow up with us on social media at roots of the spirit on all platforms Visit our website and join our email list at rootsofthespirit.com. Also, you'll find links to the resources discussed in the episode in our show notes. Roots of the Spirit is hosted and directed by me, Spirit Tafik. Production assistance is provided by Karen Stewart of Power of Pod. Until next time.